Welcome back everyone. 2023 is coming to an end, and what a year it has been for the stock market. We've had ups and downs, winners and losers, but in the general context of historical returns, 2023 will end as a pretty strong year for equities. As of December 18th, the S&P 500 has a total return of 25.46% this year. That's the 6th best annual return for the index in this century, and much higher than the 8.67% return it has delivered on average each year. Your personal portfolios may not be performing quite as well, or perhaps you're even crushing the S&P. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But what's done is done. And the more pressing question is how do we position ourselves for the upcoming year? Will 2024 be another great year? Or are we going to see a stock market crash? It's hard to tell. Some things are almost certain though. The Fed is going to cut rates at some point next year. While some envision this to start as early as quarter one, the more general consensus is that the rate cuts won't kick in until the latter part of the year. There's still concerns of a recession if the Fed doesn't hit their soft landing, or if inflation reverses course and throws the Fed another curveball. What's interesting though is that analysts are expecting corporate earnings to be strong in the upcoming year. The latest estimate released by FactSet Data Research projects corporate earnings for the S&P 500 member companies to grow by a whopping 11.8%, which would be better than the trailing 10-year average of 8.4%. The projections can further be broken down by each quarter and call for a very strong finish in 2024, with the quarter 4 earnings growth forecast to be the most generous at 18.2%. All 11 sectors of the market are expected to report positive earnings growth, but five stand out as clear winners. The data points to the healthcare sector being the best, with earnings growth of 19.1%, primarily driven by the pharmaceutical industry. The next best sector is said to be communication services, with estimated growth of 16.9%. Within the communications sector, entertainment and wireless telecommunication services are expected to be the largest winners, with earnings growth of 48% and 39%, respectively. The third best sector in terms of corporate earnings is information technology, with estimated growth of 16.8%, with semiconductors being a clear industry winner with 34% estimated growth. The fourth best sector is consumer discretionary at 12.6%, and number five is industrials at 11.4%. The three weakest sectors are expected to be energy, materials, and real estate, with projected earnings growth between 3 and 4%. While strong positive earnings growth is good, it's only one piece of the equation in forecasting what return the market will deliver in the future. If we look at the P.E. ratio of the S&P 500, it is currently sitting at 26.05. This is certainly within a typical range for the S&P, but definitely on the higher side compared to historical averages. The long-term median P.E. multiple for the S&P has historically been about 17 to 18, indicating that the index may be somewhat overvalued today. So while positive corporate earnings growth next year would generate strong returns, some of those gains may be eaten up by a contraction in the multiple on earnings investors are willing to pay. I'm not one to give much emphasis on where the market is headed or how accurate analyst projections are, 
What I like to do instead is position myself in high-quality businesses that are trading for reasonable valuations. Let me tell you which 10 dividend stocks are on my radar for the upcoming year. In my opinion, all 10 of these companies are of high quality and all appear to be valued attractively right now. Please remember that this isn't investment advice, but merely a starting point to give you something to think about and research further. First up is Visa, currently trading for about $258, with a forward dividend yield of 0.81%. Right now, I find Visa to be reasonably valued below $280 per share, giving me a slight discount and margin of safety. While it doesn't pay an attractive dividend yield, Visa has been a cash flow and dividend growth machine. Last week, I issued my first ever newsletter, focused on why I believe Visa is a great business that can deliver above-average long-term total returns. The newsletter is called Quality at a Fair Price, and the goal is for me to share with you what I believe are excellent businesses to own that also happen to be attractively valued. The newsletter is completely free, and if you hadn't had a chance to read it yet, there is a link in the description below. In the coming weeks and months, I will be covering plenty more high-quality companies, so please join the email list not to miss future editions. Moving on to the second dividend stock on my list for next year, which is MSCI. The stock currently trades for $533, and I find it reasonably valued below $580. MSCI also sports a low dividend yield of 1.04%, but has a very attractive dividend growth history. Dividend stock number 3 is ADP that currently trades for $235, and I find it attractive below $260. ADP has a slightly more attractive dividend yield of 2.39%, and it also happens to be a dividend aristocrat with a 25-year streak of dividend growth. Quite healthy dividend growth, if I may say. Dividend stock number four is what I sometimes call Visa's little brother, MasterCard. MasterCard currently trades for $424, and I find it attractive below $445. Its dividend yield of 0.63% is pretty weak, but it also happens to be a dividend growth machine that has generated above-average total returns. Dividend stock number 5 is Zoetis, currently trading for $197, and to me it looks reasonably valued below $218. The stock sports a low dividend yield of 0.88%, but has a very healthy streak of dividend growth and a total return history well above market averages. Dividend stock number 6 is Johnson & Johnson, currently trading for $155. The stock has had a rough 2023 and is still down a little more than 12% this year. I find it attractively valued below $240, suggesting a pretty big discount today. J&J sports a pretty decent dividend yield of 3.07%, and it also has a pretty solid history of dividend growth to boot. Dividend stock number 7 is Rollins, that trades for about $43 today and I find it attractively valued below $46. Its forward dividend yield right now sits at 1.42%, and it has a strong long-term dividend growth history. There have been a few below-average dividend increases from the company recently, but 2023 came in pretty solid, with 25.58% year-over-year dividend growth, squashing some of the below-average years. Dividend stock number 8 is Nike, currently trading for $121 and reasonably valued below $142. The company sports a yield of 1.22%, and has a pretty strong dividend growth history, with 11 consecutive increases above 10%. Dividend stock number 9 is Tractor Supply, currently trading for $216, and fairly valued below $258. The company sports a yield of 1.9%, and a 13-year dividend streak, with all years seeing double-digit dividend growth. 
And dividend stock number 10 is Sherwin-Williams, currently trading for $308 and fairly valued at $311. Sherwin has a low dividend yield of 0.78%, but it is a dividend aristocrat with a long and rather mixed history of dividend growth. In 2023, the company had a pretty pathetic dividend increase of a half a penny per quarter, resulting in year-over-year dividend growth of 0.83%. However, during the past decade, investors have seen plenty of 20% plus dividend increases from this company, and I believe it has the potential to continue to deliver in the long run. There you have it, 10 dividend stocks that are currently on my radar. Let me know what's on your watch list for the upcoming year. If you enjoyed the content, please do me a favor and give this podcast a 5-star rating. Don't forget to check out the free newsletter. Thank you for listening and see you next time.